Hello and welcome to Everyday Tunnel number 123, your favorite, most deceptively named bi-weekly legacy podcast. Today's show is brought to you by our brand new Patreon supporters, Colin Garassi, David Schaefer, and Hunter. If you want to support the running of the show directly, you can support us on patreon.com slash everydayeternal. By the way, this is actually amazing. Colin is coming through us because he's got a bet running with leaving a legacy host, Cherry, about, I think it's that they will not reprint reserved list cards through Secret Layer in the next two years. And I think that the bet started like a year ago and it's going to be running for, I would guess, another year. And... If Wizards doesn't reprint reserveless cards in secret layers for another year, apparently Cherry is supposed to, I don't know, give us a ton of money. And we are like totally uninvolved in the entire makeup of the bet. But no, I yeah. want to be involved. I will do anything to prove Jerry wrong. It's one of my favorite things <laughs> in the world. That, that, that's why the podcast exists in the first place. Or is, is that yep. how it works? Yep. When when uh when I joined this this podcast, you were like, "Yeah, Callum, do you want to come talk about legacy?" It's like my real goal is to just wind up Jerry any way I can and just like just uh, yeah say anything against him. So. Isn't Cherry's like a nickname for Germans or something? Uh, Jerry, o- old people maybe. No, I, I thought like in World War Two, you you guys like called Germans Cherries, but I could be oh, totally. That does off. sound familiar now. I gotta say, it wasn't <laughs> World War Two when fighting Germans, but yeah. <laughs> uh, Awesome guys, guys. Kai, how's it going? How how has life in Berlin been? Have you have you made your peace with the city, or how how will you survive? Yo, what up, homies? Um, yeah, well, I've played uh, Modern in uh, a few days ago for the first time after like a four year break. Um, just, you know, just found this group and they are uh, they're playing in, like, in this like this fancy fancy as uh, cafe in, in fancy uh, places in Berlin. Seriously, it's uh well, you know, you you kind of have to dig for them, but you know, they do exist apparently, and um, I was proven right. So yeah, there's like this this uh, this place. I think it was like 20, 20 people max, and uh, I had to build a modern deck, and I didn't. Li- I literally didn't know anything about modern like current modern post uh the um the modern horizon sets and um it basically took the deck that looked the most like legacy-ish which is unfortunately a merc tight deck but hey you know that's what <laughs> See, i did I told, you to blue, I, to, I told you he's a blue red delver player really i mean that that's his origin Always story we talked about that last time right to, to me kai is still like the canadian threshold mage <laughs> so well there, there's like one thing so like um i really do like cantrips in general like ponder's brainstorm like that that's my jam right and if you have two dragon rage channelers out and you cast a consider in modern that's literally a diy ponder uh, so, <laughs> i guess so uh like like i don't i don't even want to like win all that much modern it's just you know i want to cast good cantrips that's like that's literally all i want and i consider with uh, multiple Dragon Raid channels, like that's 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 my jam. And, you know what uh, that reminds me of? That, that, uh, that almost feels like you you're in the tournament, but you appreciate the form, the art of of it all that much. You don't care about winning. You you're like the guy who who enters like a martial arts tournament tournament, and you you only really care about like fighting the right way and it in like in a beautiful style and, and whether you win or not it, it doesn't even matter exactly it's it's all about like showing showing uh showing dominance it's it's not even dominance it's, it's just like you know <laughs> just that. like showing showing yourself it's, it's kind of like like a fashion show for me you know you just like show up and do your thing and you know so it might work out might not and let me get this right julian's like you gotta fight the right way kai's like hell yeah i'm doing this turn one uh ragavan <laughs> <laughs> by the way you, you, this is coming from the guy who once told me I, i'm pretty sure that was you 
you sat at home practicing how to properly tap your lands and your cards to, to make it look the most stylish way, right? I do, I do. It's uh, it's a lot of practice, a, pra a lot of practice, like how to properly tap your cards and how to properly hand shuffle your... You know, uh, I think I've never mentioned this, but in, in Japanese, there's a word for the sound it makes when you shuffle your card, when you flick like, the cards in your hand. There's like That's an a actual word for that. It, uh, it, says, it means um, shakapachi. And shaka means it's, it comes from like to shake, and pachi is like the pach 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 that that sound it makes. Are you fucking but, kidding me? That's, no, that's like what we say no. in German, right? For for kids when they go like clap 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 pachi pachi. <laughs> yes, that well, yeah, like call me your baby now. Okay, well, you know that's it's it's, it's, it's kind of close. And um, I do have super hard inner sleeves. They're actually like it's like from a super small company in Japan. Like they don't you really do like mass production or anything like that. But I got a bunch of them, and they're so thick and hard that it is like it makes a real hard and loud noise when when you when you flicker them in your hand. And like it's it's a really high quality shakapachi. You know what I mean? Like that's. <laughs> I don't really care what the deck is. You know, this like is the deck is whatever. Brand. This is some brand we could establish. Everyday Eternal Shakapachi Sleeves. Nice. This Please. is the next step, man. Like, seriously, people would be all over that Shakapachi. I mean, I am, yeah. <laughs> we, we, we'll have to figure out, like, a stylish way to westernize the spelling right. of it. Uh, but, yeah, we, we <laughs> right. find it's a way. Like, dude, yeah, it's, it's literally like a whole concert. It's, like, so it's so loud and obnoxious almost, but, you know, you love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you show up to a tournament and you're wearing, like, I don't know, noise-proof headsets or stuff, just so you, you can concentrate. Right. <laughs> How did you do in your modern event? Uh, I finished third. Um, it wasn't, nice. wasn't too bad. I had some some weird, uh, like, Ragavan mirrors, and I had to read so many cards. Oh, my goodness. Like, I, I felt really stupid uh, a couple of times when, like, I played against this uh, opponent on, it was, like, blue-white hammer, I think, and I didn't, I didn't know that it was hammer until I literally saw the hammer in game two. In game one, <laughs> I just thought it's, like, a weird Memnite Stoneforge deck. Oh, yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so I, I like I, I like terrible sideboarding and like you know it just didn't side in like internet explosives, did a bunch of mistakes. But apparently, Merkled region is just a house in modern, and uh, it's, it's yeah, it's a little too powerful, I want to say. But <laughs> again, I think modern is is in a is in a cool shape, uh, and people have been uh, enjoying it, and that's that's good. Yeah, I actually played modern as well. Uh, it was two weeks ago, so a little bit further away. I actually played Blue White Hammer. Funny you mentioned that. Oh, shit. And okay. I did okay. I went 1-4. Um, room for improvement, <laughs> let's say. <laughs> um, but what um, sound did your cards make as you shuffle them up? Just going to ask uh, that. I, I've, got, I've got some cards next to me. It sounds like masturbation, man. Dude, that sounds terrible. <laughs> okay, I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop. <laughs> yeah, that's what you tell your mother. Anyway. <laughs> oh, my God. Not um, approved. It was just really fun to play, though. I do enjoy modern as well, and um, yeah, it was one of those like tournaments where I had a bunch of game threes, and it was very close games, and like just came like very close, interesting games, and just didn't break one way or another. Except for I played against Enchantress and got absolutely destroyed. Holy oh moly! My, oh my gosh! Yeah. Um, they play like nine lives and solemnity, and so Blow It Hammer is just a bunch of creatures that hit quite hard, and so you can't really beat that. Um, I had a line where I had one Teferi Time Reveler in the main deck, and then you can activate the ability on Shadow Spear to take away Hexproof from your opponent's permanence, and then you can Teferi try and bounce nine lives, which is it's an enchantment with Hexproof, and if it leaves play, you, that player loses the game. So that was a cool line, but then they gave it Shroud, and Shroud is not Hexproof. I read the card five times to find out. <laughs> but um, Wait, yeah, nine lives? Fun. That's the one with like, the dogs on it, right? 
cats. Cats oh, are cats. Yeah, are, are the same. Yeah, same thing. <laughs> same Four thing. Four legs. Yeah. Otherwise, um, I played a super, super fun deck at Le- our weekly Legacy last night. Went one, two. I know I'm, I'm on this podcast for my great results and my uh, tight play. Are you ready so though? <laughs> I've got, I've got to bring, I've got to bring it. But I, I mean, found- we finally added someone for GP to up top eight to the podcast now. <laughs> <laughs> this is the only thing I'm good at in Magic. Um, yeah. So I mean, out of all my two tournaments, I won two matches. Big deal, I know. Um, but I found my new kink. You know the Asmo card. Uh, everyone listening, maybe you can pause it and try, and try and say the card. Do you know the card I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. Uh, the one that has like 27,000 characters. Yeah, Asmo, blah, 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 cool the car. Asmo, Rano, Mardi, Cardi, Ice, Dinic, a whole Kultukar. YouTube video dedicated to pronouncing it? Yeah, there is. I've seen that. Um, so this guy, you go and get your cookbook, and then cookbook and tap to discard a card to make a food, and you discard your um, Oval Chase Daredevil, or whatever it's called, to make foods. I realized, holy shit, making loads of artifacts is really good for a Kappa Cannon here. And so, cool. And then Urza is also really good with loads of artifacts. And then I, um, the deck I played last night didn't have <laughs> Urza's and it only had three Kappa Cannoneers. But I, I played it a bit more online last night and it's pretty cool. Like you, you play your Kappa and then you just like tap your cookbooks and put like five counters on it and you go crazy and stuff. So Dude, that sounds ju- so janky to me. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you do. The thing is, you get to, like Kappa's just good, and you can play play to the board and stuff, and you have space enough blue cards for Force of Wills as well. And as mo, wait, like, wait, 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 we're talking about Legacy for like for a second. I thought we were like still in, in modern. No, 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 Legacy for sure. Oh, oh yeah, you're, you're one and two, right? Go yes, ahead. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you. And I don't know. I, I think it's kind of cool. Like Asmo just guns down a bunch of creatures. Kappa comes down pretty fast. I don't know. It's pretty bad, but I'm, I found my new king. But the thing is, I, I've got kind of almost destroyed by that in a local tournament uh, a couple of months ago. So Yeah, you played against like black-green food, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. And it was actually kind of scary because I think mm-hmm. he also had like a reanimator theme going on. So I had to like balance so many things, like the long game and the short, like quick knockout oh, yes. punch. So I was playing three unearths last night and against DNT, they had like two mother runes and a Thalia quickly and um, I just got to tap my, um, what's called cookbook, discard Plague Engineer, then unearth it. Because they were porting and wasting me. Like, <laughs> oh man, yeah, dude. Anyway. Uh, if this actually becomes a deck, like this is the kind of deck that people absolutely love. Like all the hidden interactions. Like that's going from from playing with I don't know what, what what's the small scale thing that you play like rock and and triangle and ball, mm-hmm. and then you like you graduate to to Lego. Yeah, yeah. I will. I will add that the the one I did like not great with last night. I also had like. Goblin Welders in there, so Sundering Titan obviously had to be there. I had one Thought to one Sword <laughs> of the Meek. I had two Dak Fadens as well. Are you sure you didn't like literally bring an EDH deck or something? It was that close. Sounds, was... Yeah, that sounds all like Commander to me. <laughs> there was a lot of one-offs. Wait, Wait, did you like, get to Wishclaw Wish Talisman, tap it, search for your one Sundering Titan, and then like weld it out as well. <laughs> it's good, it's good. Oh, guys, good. guys. You, you got to play a lot of Magic. I think, Kai, you also played some Commander, you told me, right? You, you found I, some people? Yeah, I built a Commander after a, uh, a six-year break, yeah. I finally uh, got to get a deck together because um, apparently that's that, that's uh, a big change I think um, because I think European people like um, people in the states as well like you know they really like jamming those commander cards and commander not really that popular in Japan it is but it's not as much because I think 
I don't know. I think Japanese are more um, about those like one versus one, like winning or losing, you know, deck improvement, blah, 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 yada, yada, and like winning tournaments, that kind of jam. And, and I feel like European people are more like, this is like more like the, the board game culture where like people, you know, just kind of get together, play D&D or like some, some I don't know, like Siddlers of Catan or something like that. And, you know, like Commander is more like that where you just kind of do a bunch of stupid things, you know, and just like get weird and um, yeah. So uh, I built a deck. It is uh, Niv Mizzet Parun. Um, people told me my deck's like a seven out of ten. It's like yeah, it doesn't have like, any. I, I could have told you before but... you even told me what your deck was. Like literally every single deck in Commander is a seven out of ten. That's that's a running joke, right? <laughs> is that, oh, is that how it goes? Okay, like, well, I didn't know. On on April first, there was a website and it pretended that you could put in your deck list and it would calculate the power <laughs> that's level. Brilliant. Yeah, and it was hard-coded to always return a 7. So people would, like, post their deck list, it would return a 7, and everybody would think it was legit until you found out that, like, everybody got a 7 out of it. I love that. Cool. That's a running okay, joke, yeah. Nice, okay, so I'm a basic bitch then. Yeah, cool. Um, Yeah, well, the deck is, the deck is like, dude, the deck's, like, whatever. But it, it has a lot of legacy-esque cards in it, because... Um, Dude, I, I, I'm, I'm kind of like tired of like reading too many cards and commands. I can't remember um, all of them anyway. So like, you know, might as well just take all those, um, take all the cards in my deck that are like somewhat playable, like modern legacy. So it's basically like a, it's like a bunch of draw sevens, you know, like uh, you know, I, I like, I like the concept. Like some people, they build the deck with the cards they own. Kai builds his deck with the cards he remembers. Yeah, <laughs> right, dude. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it works. Okay, cool. So, um, our, our show notes say that Callum had an encounter with a tiger, and I'm very liberally interpreting what he actually put there. Is, oh, is... I was I was just making fun of you because tigers and you work with Africa. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I guess it works. <laughs> yeah, I'm 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 uh, working on 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 my next trip to Kenya, which is probably going to be uh, for the first two or three weeks in June, and like the last couple of days, basically. Every couple of hours, somebody in our, in our Slack, like the company chat, was posting, dude, there's a snake over there. There's a snake over there. Ooh, I saw a big black snake over there. Oh, and there's like a poison snake. And there's like this and that. And I know it's supposed to be venomous, yada, yada. Anyway, so I'm like, okay, cool. I I'm going to go into snake hell, apparently, next month. Um, I mean, that's pretty common because there's like lots of rains in Kenya. And usually like the rains, uh, they bring about the snakes. I don't know how that works, but uh, they, they fall from the sky. Right. So if you if you see a snake on the streets, uh, like how do you know that it's like you know it's like uh, it has like poison or not? Like how, like do, do do you just know or is there like an app and you can scan the snake or something? <laughs> I, think, or? I think you can tell from the shape of their head. Oh yeah, don't go there. Don't go there. Like this is this is a rabbit hole of mine because there's so much bullshit going on about that. There's like shape of the eyes, shape of the head, and there's like. 70% truth or something to all of that but when it comes to like whether a snake is venomous or not you you really don't want to be caught in the in the like remaining 30% right so <laughs> I, I would just I would just assume they're all venomous it's probably safer that's that's probably like one of the safest way to do it um but yeah there's 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 a couple of nasty ones around but those are rather rare like most of them are like these these like I think people call them like trick snakes actually trick snakes are poisonous as uh, I keep saying fucking poisonous anyway we should move on to magic venomous or poisonous <laughs> Yeah, like it's, you know how the saying goes, right? Um, if you eat it and you die, it's poisonous. And if it bites you and you die, then it's venomous. Mm, that's a good one to remember. Sick. Just don't touch yeah. either of those things. <laughs> Better advice. Dude, yeah, yeah. Look, I think you kind of got, like <laughs> doubled my knowledge about snakes just now. That's cool. Okay. That's cool. Awesome. <laughs> Moving on from snakes, we're going to move to birds. Uh, there's an insanely Yay. expensive bird in Legacy right now. Or is it, la rather is magic. it poisonous or venomous? 
I think it's neither, but I also yeah. don't want to be bitten by it. I think it's, it's really it's, smart. Yeah. Guys, did you see Ledger Shredder? Like, <laughs> as of right now, it's it's, a, it's 50 ticks sell price uh, on GoatBots. Uh, like, did you guys expect that? Like, we talked about that, right? Like, a couple mm. of weeks ago, everybody was like, oh, it's going to rise, it's going to rise. And I bought, like, a bunch of at four ticks. And I sold, like, at 22 and the other ones at, like, 40. And now it's at 50 and keeps climbing. What the fuck? It's amazing to see, like, a common as well, not a mythic at these kind of prices. Um... Wait, a common? It's a rare. Oh, it's rare, sorry. Like, <laughs> non- <laughs> same thing. Yeah. Not non-mythic. Oh, Pretty much the same, right? Like, to, to all us, <laughs> us, like, paupers, it's like, if it's not mythic, it's common to me. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, it's like looking at this trash. Um, but this is pretty com- um, uncommon. That's what I was going for. Common, uncommon, rare. Yeah, nice. Well, you, you, okay, go ahead. <laughs> no, no, I just worked it out myself. I'm, I'm totally with it, I promise. Um, but it's pretty it's pretty uncommon to see a rare like this, this kind of price and keep it for more than a week. Because we've talked about it in Legacy on the last podcast, and we do think there's potential, but like it's to be seen, it's okay. But it's played a decent amount in Modern. It's been played in like some main decks, some sideboards. People are trying it in uh, Blue Red Milk Tide and stuff. But it seems very, very good in like Pioneer or Historic and stuff online, or uh, Standard, probably. I've, apparently, Standard is just very mid range at the moment. I'm not really sure, but it's been played a fair bit. But I still don't, I don't know. But again, being a rare, I don't see where it's played enough to kind of keep this price. But well, I mean, this card is like widely played in like all sorts of formats. I also I, I've been playing a lot of standard also recently. Like I know, shame on me. I'm probably gonna lose half my friends here. But yes, I've been playing a, a bunch of uh, standard on Magic Arena lately, and I'm okay. a big fan of like there's like a blue red deck I, I kind of like to play. And you're I just also blue red play... in every format apart from Dark Ritual. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, yes, and <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and the um, so the the, the letter shred. I I do believe that this uh, this current price bike is is probably a little too much. Uh, it might you know just kind of like uh, go back to like a you know to this uh, original state maybe in a couple of days or weeks or so. But I think there's like a lot of hype about this card. Um, I did a poll just this morning on Twitter, basically being like, hey, so like what, you know, what card is like Mo Fire? Is it Ledger Shredder or is it Dragon Raid Chandler? And well, like 80% for Dragon Raid Chandler. And I still kind of get it. But again, like people are still like pretty excited about like, you know, uh, a card this versatile and like cool also and, um, in a new set. Yeah, the versatility is what really sells that, right? Like two mana, immediately almost like two fours, that's also some one three. It's just like so cool, so slick. It is, it is. And also um, because like the um, expressive iteration is literally like, it's it's legal in I think every single format right now, like in standard and modern and pioneer and in legacy, you know, and I think like cards like uh, expressive iteration really go like well together with Ledger Shredder in general. And I think there's like a super uh, good fundamental core for for like a potential good deck for, for Ledger Shredder, I think, in like multiple formats. And So yeah. I'm comparing it to... Uh Ethera Forager right now, just because um, of the price history. And I'm looking at Ethera Forager when it came out. It also quickly spiked to 40. And it's also a rare, right? But it didn't have these this additional promotional printing, but I never really know how much that actually affects the price in Magic Online. Also, uh, I guess I think that... I think it was a rare, but I think it was only in chests. It wasn't in a normal set. Uh, it says right. Commander 22 rare C20, but yeah, like nobody yeah. really knows how these. Uh, I, I guess I don't know how that works. But what I'm saying is, so that one, it spiked at 40, rather about 40 as well, then it went down to 25, and then it spiked up again all the way to 70 before like utterly declining. But I think that decline was more because of endurance uh, being printed in like most relevant formats. Uh, and in Murktide. Yeah, I think it must have been like Murktide. I see this Murktide team just way better than. Uh, yeah. yeah. The whale, yeah. Yeah. 
that's my favorite argument whenever someone says like Mokta is just a generic beta. It's like, well, play play Ethereal Forager over it then. <laughs> yeah. I, by the way, I, I sold all my uh, copies of Ethereal Forager. Like I was holding a couple of them because I was thinking, you know, when Merktide gets banned, maybe we're going to go to Forager again. But there's a really there's a very real chance we, we would Ooh. instead go to Ledger Shredder. You think, you think Shredder's better than the whale? It might be, yeah. Uh, maybe he's been the bird advisor in your little ear. The, the Satan on the <laughs> no, shoulder. No, I'm just, I'm just saying, like the 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 ledger shredder is is how would you put it? It's basically it has a higher floor but a mm-hmm. lower ceiling. Actually, but, but the ceiling isn't that much lower. Whereas Forager is like it's harder to get going, and if if it gets like killed, which like literally yeah. every removal spell in the entire format kills it, then then you right. didn't really get anything out of it. Whereas shredder, like you didn't. Like it, it was easier to cast. You probably got a downturn too, and then like if you had a bubble, it probably like immediately triggers again. That's just like it's 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 better as a whole. I, I think I think like if you're actually if if Mertzeb was banned, and then you're trying to work out Legend Shredder versus Ethereal Forager, it really to me boils down to what type of Delver is the best. Um, Ethereal Forager plays really well with discard, like in Shadow decks with uh, Thought Seize and stuff. You want to proactively play cards, put them in your graveyard, and then you want cards to get back with it to play. Uh, quickly as well you want like cheap instances of sorceries and shadow is very low to the ground um and it always dies to bolt so if like there's not that many bolts and like shadow is or something is good then i think the, the whale is probably better but shredder is better if like blue red is good because both of them are dying to pyroblast fine but ledger shredder can grow out of bolt range quickly um it's not reliant on the graveyard so you do like you i mean either could be either that but shadow is quite good against uh, graveyard hate as a deck as well anyway so that's fine um and yeah, it just like not dying to bolt is a pretty big game, so I think it's just gonna be better if blue red Delver is carries on being the main deck. Cool. So we we actually we saw Shredder in action uh, the other weekend during the Legacy Showcase Challenge, and I think we we'll get to that deck list later on. But guys, when when has been the last tournament where we saw like <laughs> I want to say like 160 players round about that go in, and then we saw all creature sliver come out of top and like a whole bunch of other crazy stuff like this 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 has been the craziest high stakes tournament in in years this is the weirdest top eight i've ever (laughs) seen i think in the past two years i want to say i've never seen a such a weird top eight in a a, especially like in a legacies showcase uh it's it isn't that like the 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 biggest like online event ever like apart from like you know every m it pretty much is yeah, if, yeah. if you ask me like what was going to be in the top eight, it should be like four or five blue red Delver, one or two Jeskai or Bank Controls, like one Moon Stompy, and then like maybe a Lands Player or the eight Mulch sure. kind of thing. Yeah, or like one Death and Taxes, sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but no, no, we got we got Slivers, we got the Boy <laughs> Goblins, we got we got we got a Miss Hollow Griffin and Delver, we got everything. Yeah, I actually I put the 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 winning deck list at the very top so we can go over that because all yeah. the glory to to the winner twinless twin uh, yep. very very much known uh, legacy uh, magic online regular first place. Uh, do you actually know who that is? Who is like, um, a guy called Max, I believe. <laughs> okay, like it's it's so funny. Like the, this is the thing you, you can ask <laughs> Callum about literally any person who has ever touched a magic card in any place of the world, and he will at least know what the first name is. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. It's like the one Max. Yeah, cool. Well, no, he's, I mean, you learn a lot from Twitter. He's he's active on Twitter and stuff. I think it's him. Anyway, this is where this is where I'm getting my twins mistaken because there is a Japanese player who streams with I think Twin 
underscore MTG in the name. So it gets a bit confusing. Oh, dude, yeah, that, that actually gets me all the time as well. Like there's, <laughs> there's, there's too many similar, like Goblin Lecky one, turn one Goblin Lecky, come on. Like, please. <laughs> yes. It's <laughs> my favorite joke. There's so many Goblin Lackeys. Goblin Lecky underscore one. I remember we had one of them on the podcast and actually we're going to talk about him a little later. Yeah. And I like up until he came on, I, I wasn't sure which one he was going to be. That's very <laughs> unprofessional of me, I know. Uh, <laughs> but now but he's yeah. cemented himself as the one. Goblin yeah, yeah. The one. He, he, he has taken leadership of the tribe, I want to yeah. say. <laughs> the Goblin King. So, yeah, first place, uh, Twinless Twin, Max. Uh, that's a pretty stock, I want to say, uh, chess guy. How, how would you call it? Like Halday Breacher List? What, what is it called? Yeah, here on just Reddit? It's like Halday Control. Yeah, like yeah. a co combo control deck. Yeah. Pretty pretty classic, I want to say. Uh, it's just like a bunch of three drops. Oh, yeah, I think on my stream, I, I used to call this like a mono, mono three drop deck. It's That's like a pretty good way to put it. It's like literally everything in the deck is like a, it's for free or it's a three drop. Like even like Snapcast is, three, is a bit, technically a three drop and like uh, you have a couple of like ponders and prismatic endings and plows but this deck really doesn't do anything on turn two i think um yeah, yeah just, i guess you can cycle your timeless dragon removal yeah actually this, right. is, this is really annoying um i think we, we we talked about that i don't know whether we talked about it in our chat or on here that like at two mana like all these these blue mid-range or control decks they don't really get all that much like there was a time when people played seven library and that's still like pretty popular but i mean not even like Stonefudge, that's not really a thing anymore. Like there's there's really nothing that these decks play on turn two that makes you go like, oh shit, they had it on curve. Right. Um Jeff White did like he was playing similar Jeska decks. This was quite a few months ago now, but he was like made a bunch of like comments saying he wanted to find a bridge card to bridge one to three and stuff. And instead of playing Fire and Ice, and it was actually I tried it out in a few leagues and it was actually really quite good. Um the fire was relevant for if you can take away um Delirium against like DRCs or play it early against against combo decks. You just get to like cycle ice and tap down one of their lands. It's especially good against like um, a Saga to stop one of the tokens being made in the second turn. It's just this kind of like versatile card where you can just cycle it if it's not good in the matchup. And sometimes yeah. you know you can I don't know tap down a Marilage as well. It's just a very like you know it's not mana efficient, but it it really pulled its weight when I tried it. Could be no, it's, it's, no, I, I, I kind of get the idea. It's like skipping, like we're both going to skip our second turn, like more right, or less, exactly. right? Um, yeah, I think Jeff White has been like, um, wasn't wasn't he also like the founder of the um, the, the Stifle Uro Amjadol Arcanist Pokey Pokey Pile, I think. Poke, yeah, Poke yeah. Pile, yeah. Be because I think the the reason why he played Stifle in that list was exactly like the same reason to like you know um, basically uh, power out Uro or Arcanist like a turn earlier. Um, uh, yeah, maybe this Nothing is like maybe yeah, like... maybe this is like something this deck uh, needs to do. Like, like I was thinking about Stoneforge two, but then like if you play Stoneforge on turn two, then you have to activate Stoneforge on turn three. And I think there are so many better things you can do on turn three than activating a Stoneforge Mystic and getting like a mediocre yeah. Caldra, Caldra complete to play. I think like Teferi Time Raveler or Narset are just like way more powerful than uh, Caldra complete. But wait, again... wait until they print like a blue white Strix, and then everything <laughs> is perfect. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Um... I don't know. Like no, that's a good point, though. Yeah, I like this deck plays like um, Volcanic Island and like Pyroblast effects. But imagine this being this deck being like Esper, maybe. Mm -hmm. uh, and like Beautiful Strix is such a good inclusion for for this type of deck, I believe, because like we got literally nothing going on turn two. Yeah, yeah. The, I guess the question is like, do you need more removal? I find like because the deck isn't really giving them many kind of targets for 
lightning bolts or anything. Um, if you play Strixers, they, they just like accept the two for one and bolt it and then hit you with the big dragons. Always been my problem with the card against specifically Merktide because it just hits you so hard and so fast. Um, Merktide is so stupid. It's just like it makes everything pointless. I, I, I'm not even going to go into that. that we talk. Like I, I even noticed it again when I played like quite a bit on the on the last weekend. It's like people tell me like, oh, it's an expressive iteration. And yeah, the card is like almost... I, I, don't, I don't even think it's as fast as Merktide, but it's like very annoying the kind of people who don't want that card played against them but i'm the kind of guy who eventually tries to to steer the game to our game state where like if they get a two for one it doesn't matter because all my cards are just better than theirs so yeah get your lightning bolt in a ponder i don't care get your lightning bolt in a force i don't care like but if you have merc tight and i have four cards in hand that just like can't beat merc tight like or maybe even can beat merc tight but i can't beat it in time because of Force mm-hmm. of Will and Burkdale, you, you guys get the idea, right? <laughs> I think I we get the idea. I think, so I think Julian's yeah. a bit tired of the dragon. Burkdale <laughs> yeah. sucks. Burkdale sucks. <laughs> yeah, yeah let's, let's get it going, man. The chant. But anyway, there weren't actually that many in the top eight, which is cool. Yeah, that's so, very cool. Let's yes. kill them all. Should we talk about Slivers? Because holy shit. So Slivers, first of all, it's, it's Daniel Nunes. He is famous for playing Slivers. And um, it's just what he does. And it's so cool to see someone like stick to a deck consistently. And he's made a ton of changes because I was pretty high on slivers a couple of years ago probably played it a bit he's cut force of wills from the deck first of all so that's him being like right i guess my guess here is delver is just like clearly the deck to beat or control decks and stuff and he can just play fast hard to the board um similar to the idea of um the black white humans deck actually like you become the person giving them the threats to deal with and um make them answer it basically other things he's I don't remember there being four plated slivers. I believe that's like the white one drop that gives other slivers plus zero, yep. plus one. Um, Siphon sliver is the lifelink one. The rest looks pretty standard apart from one unlicensed hearse as well, which we'll talk about a bit more later, actually, because yeah. that card's doing very well. I think the plated sliver is like smart in the way that that's just like another thing that you can do against, say, Plague Engineer or like mass removal effects. Exactly. Like if you get plated sliver down on the first, like I guess people wouldn't even bring in um, uh, and the festivities against slivers anyway. But it's I've I played the deck a little bit over the last decade at this point <laughs> more than a decade <laughs> and the, the one point of them uh, of, of toughness actually matters quite a bit uh that there's i think other options that you can uh use like i think there's one that gives you slivers oh what, what's it is it banding no it's not banding you want to give you flanking your flanking, that, oh, that's flanking one gives you. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> um but yeah I, this... on this topic i actually played against him like when bugalurun was getting quite popular a year or so ago and i remember having three plague engineers in play and i think losing that game because he just had all the lords and they were just still too big like yeah it happens against merfolk like every yeah yeah one. then like you you find like a single removal spell and it's like wrath of oh, god house, house of cards yeah yeah <laughs> but you you know what i like about the deck like it, it, it like you said it, it it's like i don't even want force of will i'm just literally gonna grind you out because crystalline sliver and hibernation sliver plus like while it's like the, the the worst nightmare of every control deck right like mm-hmm. what are you gonna do with that? Yeah, and no what, touchy. Yeah, no, no, touchy. no touchy touch. <laughs> and and you you already mentioned Merktide Callum, mm-hmm. and I think Siphon Sliver in a way almost is a way to combat Merktide, right? Yeah. Because like all your slivers gain life link, and that means you're very very often just gonna be straight up racing. Oh yeah, you'll 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 like attack all. They'll like have a Merktide block one of them. Your, Hibernation Sliver is just like the hardest card to play around. It's just 
like hair ripping out frustratingly hard to play against. Hibernation Sliver Ferrum doesn't know is two mana, a black and a blue for a two two. All your slivers can pay two life to bounce a sliver back to your hand. So you like attack all out, probably not with siphon sliver. You're gonna hit them for ten, you'll gain ten plus, and then like, you know, you just get hit back and it's fine, you've got lethal next turn. Or like if you have the vials stuck on two, they're never really getting through it. It's just incredibly hard to fight against. Yeah, especially in combination with Cavern or Souls 2. Yeah, yeah. Cavern and Vial are just like, yeah, you're never killing Dude. my stuff. And you just grind them out. It's like it's everything Mer- uh, Merfolk ever wanted to be, just better. It's <laughs> just all the colors. The- it's pretty cool to see the secluded courtyards in the mana base as well. This is like the uh, upgraded unclaimed territory, basically. And no Ancient Ziggurats, which is the... Th- Ancient Ziggurat was the one that like can cast uh, any tap for any color for creatures, but you couldn't cast Vile with it. Now Secluded Courtyard is the ETB name a creature type, and you can tap for any colors for that. But also and you tap get, for colorist. I was going to say it also adds colorless, right? Yeah, that, that's yeah. a big upgrade. Yeah. I wonder how often you get to use the Sliver Hive. That's the most flavorful card. <laughs> mm. Probably, yeah. No idea. I love some of the cyborg stuff as well. Two Maids of Ith and the cyborg. That's must be like an answer to Merit Lage. I, think. I, I was just going to say, or it can also be like uh, a tool to fight those like racing games where like mm-hmm. you attack with everything at the, the slow that gets blocked, you can maze it, you know? Yeah. And uh, they won't, or like maybe you can like, you know, block bound, you know, block maze something or like, you know, turn off a life gain if opposing creatures have like life gain or anything like that. I think maze can like do a lot of, a lot of bullshit on like, you know, both sides, like ba- both on defense and offense, I think. Absolutely. I love the cyber as well. It's, I'm going to do a quick run through of the cards because they're all very high impact, which I think is what you need to do when you're playing a deck like this. In the main deck, you have a very linear, clear plan of you are playing your creatures and you're attacking and you're aggressive. So there's two Mindbreak Traps, three Leyland of the Void, two Harmonic Sliver, three Chalice of the Void, one Unlicensed Hearse, and there's another one in the main, two Null Rods, and the two Maze of Us we're talking about. It's just really hard hitting cards like. Membrit Trap, you're going to play against Storm. Lay down in the Void, your graveyard deck's covered. Harmonic Sliver, like, you can just blow up so many artifacts and enchantments. The Chalices, you either put them on zero against, like, eight cast or, or Storm or whatever, or one. And, yeah, just really, really hard-hitting cards. I love it. Yeah, that, that's basically, like, how you're supposed to construct a sideboard, right? Especially, like, a non-blue, non-contrap decks. Mm-hmm. You, if you find your sideboard card, you want to make it really count. And, and you want to be, be, like, that big thing that your opponent has to overcome. And yeah, I, I, I am absolutely, I'm a big subscriber to that deck building philosophy. Yeah. yeah. It's a little, it's a little strange to see like two Norrods in an Aether Vile deck, um, I gotta say, but maybe the matchup, like the eight cost matchup is like so bad for this Sliver deck that it has to like abandon Aether Vile altogether. What yeah, I, I, I could see it. I could see it. Like I, I, we've also seen some kind of resurgence of like the Epic Storm and, and A&T. Where, where it helps quite a bit, so I, I guess it's one way to cover a couple of your bases, but yeah, the, the other while being turned off by it, that can be quite annoying, but on the other hand, like against Storm, you don't rely that much on, on other while, like you, you literally just goldfish out, and other while takes like a turn away from the goldfish, and yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think this is one of the times where it's like, I don't mind if I have both in my deck, and if you draw them both together, well, you have a null rod in play if you turn your Wrath of off, and it should be good. Um, yeah. You know what? Actually, you know what I want to see? Like, I, I want to... You probably wouldn't bring in Harmonic Sliver against most, um, like, Storm combo decks, but I want to see a board state where you literally, like, you, you add a violin and Harmonic Sliver to kill, I don't know, so some LED or something. <laughs> Wishclaw Talisman. The second LED. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, they have Savage. LED in play, they play Wishclaw Talisman and, have, like, other stuff they want to do, and you're like, you know what, LED, get out here. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's, like, Valden's Striking Sliver to, like, first strike down an opponent's whole board. Stuff yeah. like that, though. I mean, harmonic slivers. I I would assume that's mostly there for like Usa Saga tokens. Um, 
Mega oh, that's cool. so insane. Dude, that's... Like, you that, you that, can even, like, kill Ultra Saga. Yeah. Like, yeah, imagine, like, Harmonic Sliver and, like, this Hibernation Sliver, right? Like, you, you gotta bounce all your stuff, you replay them, and, like, you get, like, so many triggers. Like, that's mm. crazy to me. Gross, yeah. gross. <laughs> Actually, let, let me look up the price of the deck on, on uh, uh, Goldfish. At least it should be there. Like, is this is this rather affordable? I mean, I see Wastelands, but like... Wastelands, players... Caverns and Vials are a bit as well. Oh, it's Caverns? Caverns are expensive? Yeah. Ah, oh, they need to print more they of are. those guys. And Chalices. <laughs> um, also, you'll find like the Crystalline Slivers, the Hibernation Slivers, they're all like five to ten euros each. Yeah, if yeah, if you could maybe like look up those like plated slivers, I really want to know if this like like one one <laughs> well, like one penny or like five pennies. You know that. Would... You know what? I I bought some dwarven recruiters and they are like five pounds each. <laughs> oh my goodness, dude! <laughs> <laughs> they already started spiking, I guess. Yeah. So I looked it up. Um, in paper, it's actually surprisingly cheap compared to the other decks in the top eight. It's like one thousand two hundred dollars, which usually okay. means like you can get a little cheaper on card market this is and especially like if you have yeah the cabin of souls is actually like the it's almost like a quarter of the entire price mm. and then the sidebar is another quarter <laughs> <laughs> uh gale rider sliver is expensive crystalline oh, yeah. sliver is expensive and siphon sliver actually what the fuck the lifelink sliver is like ten dollars each edh like it was a very popular for edh it's always the answer I've, i the thing is it's a cheap deck but the only people that are going to play this are people that love slivers and they're going to have slivers ready because they love slivers so i think Go live your life. Get some. Get a few more bits and pieces, and play Slivers and Legacy as well. Oh, dude, I want to play this. I want to play this. <laughs> this is this is gonna be my next next most played deck. Uh, I, I had a Slivers deck in two thousand and nine. I, I still remember it. it had like pink sleeves, and I never ever played it in a single tournament. But I loved it. Absolutely loved it. I think two years ago I was quite high on the deck, and it, it is genuinely pretty good. And it has been for a long time. Like it's cool, lol Slivers, but it actually hits really hard. And Daniel like continuously proves that it's it's got some got some oomph to it and i was like really into it a couple of years ago playing a bunch of leagues and i ran into bob Huang and i beat him i think and then he messaged me after like what the fuck and i was like it's actually pretty good you should give it a try and then we went down a rabbit hole of like you know trying to tune slivers and thinking it might be secretly good dude, but... dude i remember <laughs> we, we did a we did an episode of this did we? i think it was like yeah the, the, it was like episode 60 something and i think it was called like <laughs> bob likes slivers or something <laughs> okay I, I i must have skipped that one yeah. You, you know another <laughs> card that I actually saw in Daniel's list uh, on Twitter? Uh, apparently he didn't play it in the tournament, but he had Homing Sliver in the stack. Does anybody know what Homing Sliver does? Oh, no. I, I think I need to know this one. So no it's, it's two and a red for a 2-2 two, two Sliver. Oh, it's got Cycling, Sliver Cycling. Exactly. Each yes. Sliver card in each player's hand has Sliver Cycling 3. So you can, oh, like, nice. pay three Now we're talking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now we've got the tutors out. like... <laughs> Imagine you could do that with elves. Like this card, one I find any other. Actually, the elves are like kind of similar, except for visionary. And there's one. There's one shepherd. for wizards as well. Wizard cycling. So should should we like invest our money in the wizards for now? <laughs> yeah, easy. Yeah, you know, wizard cycling might might be one of the weirdest abilities in Magic. Like nobody's aware of that. Well, go and get your patron wizards. That card is crazy good. The card, the card is like every every. I don't want to say beginners, like advanced beginners' favorite card because they, they see it. Yeah, that's the one where you can like tap to basically force spike something, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's I, I so saw cool. that back in school when I played. Like there was this one guy, he was like in fifth grade and we were all like in 10th, 11th grade and we were like these 
supposedly like really cool strong magic players but we actually we knew jack shit like we didn't know anything you were like, like casting was... crush of worms off your guy's cradle yeah exactly like he, he actually he asked us which format we played and we were like dude what even is a format and, and he told us like one of our cards was banned and we made fun of him for like saying that like oh you're gonna ban our cards little man dude that was like looking back that was quite embarrassing but anyway like he played a patron wizard deck and actually he wrecked us oh i bet <laughs> patron wizard's good against timmy table decks holy shit absolutely <laughs> Like you couldn't, like you couldn't even understand how you're supposed to beat the card because also nobody like played remove it, right? I have such good <laughs> right. memories of t- like tabletop magic. I used used to have like a blue black control deck was my thing, and I had a Somna four, which is like a four mana two two flying. Whenever it hits your opponent, you tap one of their creatures. They don't untap as long as Somna four stays in play. And <laughs> none of us played removal, so it was just like hit you, that thing's dead. Hit you, that thing's dead. It was just straight up unbeatable. <laughs> so good you, you, you literally made people cry like you could yeah, just like right. sit there and take out all of the creatures until they deck out it, i played like 10 hand of deaths as well it was a really sick deck like i don't want to play against mr Kellum anymore <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> uh, oh and speaking um, of sweet tribal decks let's move on here's another one and this is like I, I put it down as fucking like eli goes to town like eli goings what the fuck this man this goblin master He's he done is it again. so good with goblins. Like if you like, he streams a lot, so everyone go and check out his stream. Um, he's like, this is his second uh, showcase top eight with goblins, and he he just does well in other events, and he's just consistently putting up four ones and five o's in leagues, and he has played this deck so damn much. Like, look at this sideboard, and if anyone else showed me a sideboard, I'd be like, oh, they're just playing like random one offs and just things they like. Like, how the hell do you get to a one opposition agent, one sudden edict, one Magus of the Moon, one Fury, one Goblin ch- Chain Whirler, one Chalice of the Void, one Surgical Extraction. But yeah, he's he's just like knows the numbers of things and tweaks and all his sideboard maps. He has a Patreon as well where he writes about everything. And uh, he said today he's writing a sideboard map and he's almost got to more words than his current thesis. So <laughs> he, he loves goblins, I promise you. <laughs> Oh man, yeah. Yeah, I think again we are looking at a sixty-one card main deck. In a, this is a non-brainstorm, non-ponder deck, and it plays sixty-one main board and fifteen sideboard. He's I been think, on sixty-one uh, for years now. For years, yeah, yeah. I, I kind of remember that. And uh, he has some spicy cards as well in this list, right? Like oh, uh, some, <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. a couple. <laughs> and lightness. <laughs> Which card is like the least spicy one? Like well, Big Mountain. Uh, I mean that's already kind I, of spicy. I was, I was gonna say like Goblin Lackey, yeah, but like the, you know, there's there's some there's some cars in this deck. That's crazy. Vehicles. Yeah. Beat beat motherfucker. So unlicensed hearse, he's got two of them, and he's got two Fable of the Mirror Breaker as well. I think we so, should, at this point we should actually like um explain what the cards do because those yeah. especially unlicensed hearse, right? That's gonna be a big deal in legacy going forward. Yeah, go for it. Cool. So unlicensed hearse, as I'm scrolling down, is an artifact. Uh, it's a vehicle. It's two colorless. And it crews for two. Actually, uh, I explained it the worst way possible. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, anyway, I'm going to restart. So it's going to be an unlicensed hearse. It's an artifact, two colorless. You can tap it to exile two target car- cards from a single graveyard. And then, like that already, like you, 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 you know, you can stop like Mark Titan stuff. And then you can crew it for two. And its power and toughness is going to be equal to the number of cards you have exiled with it. So if you used it once to exile two, it's going to be a 2-2. Two, two. Then after you've used it another time, it's going to be a 4-4 four, four, and so on. And Callum, I think um, that the, the Lord Francis Cooper has actually had a pretty good way to explain this card. Can you remind me? Yes. Yeah, so in a chat with like a London friends, someone asked, how come everyone's playing Unlicensed Hearse? Is main deck Graveyard Hate good in the format? And Francis replied, well, it's like a relic with like on top of a Tarmogoyf. It's like, ah. Ooh, yeah. I like that. Yeah. yeah. 
It's just a relic on like a Tarmogoyf. And yeah, god damn, this card hits hard. Um, i got to admit, like, when we were going through spoilers or looking at it, it didn't jump out to me. Like, it was asked about Painter, and my thought was, you kind of just want to have Solgai Lantern, because it's... I'm still not sure on Painter, but I was definitely, like, underrating the card, and I think it's... Like, a lot of people might have as well. Um... The thing is against like the Murktide decks and the with Dragon Rage Chandler and stuff and the speed they fill their graveyard. Like stuff like Relic or, or one shots like Solgai Lantern just don't keep up. Like can fill the graveyard so fast game with DLC. So this one like stays in play and keeps eating things and eating two cards, it is at a pretty high rate. Yeah, so it's just like good disruption and then it goes beep beep smash your face and you're attacking with like a ten ten plus. You, you know, you should be yeah. writing flavor text. <laughs> beep beep. <laughs> yeah. Um Oh man, this is this like the animation when it comes into play on, on Magic Arena or something? Beep beep, smash your face. Have you got a license for that? Nope, it's an unlicensed one. Um yeah, just like so watching Eli, I was watching Eli go over his recap from the showcase and I've watched streams of people playing it, and it just performs great. It just plays really well. You will notice in his deck he has two ancient tombs, and there's been a card that like goblins has always wanted to play, but just doesn't play well because they didn't have a, a critical mass of cards to cast with it. There's always like the hands where you have like the lackeys, ammunition expert, and stuff. But now he's with the two hearses and two fable of the mirror breakers, which we'll talk about in a second as well. Both of them have two colorless pips in their casting cost, and I've seen ancient tomb be incredible in his deck as well. Um, like I saw him play against Dredge, and he just has like turn one hearse off Ancient Tomb and wins game oh, one. Wait, 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 wait. Slow you down. You, you saw him play against what? Dredge. In what? The, in the challenge. Dredge is in alive. 2022. Endurance doesn't exist, he, he guys. Went to, like, leave the it alone. Museum or something. <laughs> oh, poor Dredge! How the beautiful and mighty have fallen. I mean, actually, I think it actually got a top thirty-two or something, or or mm-hmm. maybe even like top sixteen in the in the showcase. So it's. I can it see it being exists. okay because, like, I mean, it's got a yeah. Like, Endurance isn't being played that much as when, like, Bant Control was the biggest control deck. So I can see it, you know, spiking here and there. Yeah. I think, like, I think, like the um, like a big upside of this um, Alasin's uh, Horse is, like, that it doesn't cost you any mana. Like, I, I the first time I looked at this card, I was kind of like, okay, well, might be close to a Scavenging Ooze, you know. Like, it kind of grows, you know, exalt stuff, but uh, it also is, like, a, a big mana sink, right? Like, if you have, like, Guy's Cradle open, then you can you can do a bunch with it. But, um, well, like, having extra mod is is really just, like, a luxury thing, I think, in, uh, in Legacy, especially in, like... Um, I it's almost, kinda, like, a, it's yeah. almost like a little planeswalker, but you can activate it at instant speed. So it's like a permanent that comes down and it gets you some value over the, over the course of the game, but like it interacts at favorable points for you. And then it's just got like two abilities, disruption or aggro. But like the aggro is really legit. Yeah. Also, like it makes it real awkward for like for your um, Dragon Rage Channel opponent. You know, if, if they attack you in like mid combat, you exile two cards and you know make make uh, make those channels like one once again, and then you kind of like block them with four chiefs or yeah, because they have some, to be attacking some, some as well, don't some they? Goblins. Yeah, totally. So. I've seen some like uh, at, at my store last night. A friend was playing Red Prison, and he had one in play that was really big, and um, is a is an infect opponent attacked with something, and he got to. You know the red channel land? It's like four mana instant speed makes two one one goblins. Two one ones, like yeah. In- yep. Instant speed make two power, crew it, and then whatever. And I've seen people with a shark typhoon <laughs> like crew it crew it out of nowhere as well. Sick, sick. And so I guess with Vile, like if there's a Vile in play, you never know when it's getting crewed or when it's not. And Oh actually this this place really well with Vile. We we already saw it in, in Daniel Nunes deck as well, right? In the mm-hmm. Slivers deck. Is is this the future of Wild of Wild decks? 
It's just great. I'm yeah. I think we're going to see it in a lot of decks. I think I even saw it in like a, a Bant control deck or a blue or red control deck. Um, it's, it's just to, to like double check there. Can I actually wire this in? No, no. Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought, I thought you meant like you get vehicle. creatures into speed. No, no, no. Yeah, that, that, that's what I was going for. Just like for a second, right, I was right. like, actually, is it? No, it's artifact vehicle. It's not a creature yeah, on yeah. stack or anywhere on the hand. Yeah, guy. I mean, that also might just look really stupid. Like <laughs> 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 a vehicle coming in from a little vial. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, but, yeah, because all the other flavor things in Magic, like yeah, <clears throat> remove like sword and soulless one. Yeah, yeah, sure. Or a lion sash. <laughs> <laughs> They're okay. Um, yeah, do you guys have any more thoughts on license hurts? Because I just I think we're gonna carry on seeing it as a, a big role player in legacy yeah. from now on. I re- I really like this card. Um, I like not only does it deal with um Dragon Ray Channel and uh, Murktide Regent, like in a in a fair way, I want to say, like it doesn't like straight up like beat them. It's like a, it is fair, fair move uh, or like a fair tool you can have against those kind of decks and also punishes like uro decks to some extent and i think like uro again like being the most like the, the best thing you can do in like a, in a mid-range or control deck um you know like if you have like main board graveyard head it doesn't really cost you like an extra like an extra slot for those decks like you know horse can still attack like it's kind of like a diy milk tight regent uh, after like a couple of turns i think that's it's a, it's a pretty yeah, good yeah it, i think it's a, like overall for um for the format I, I would say that's a really like a good thing i can't get enough of this shit in legacy like bring us bring it on like give us so much more of this because i'm very much of the op- opinion that all the degeneracy going on in Legacy that has been going on in Legacy for the last, I don't know, five or ten years, like, push back against heavily. Like, show no mercy. Fuck this shit. This is literally hashtag fuck this shit. And that's why, why we get cards <laughs> like Endurance, like Hearse, what, what have you. And and I want to I wanna have more of that. I want to have way more of that. Cool. Sounds so good. anyway, by the way, shout out to Melty Man who suggested the card in our chat when it was spoiled and we were like, eh, I don't know, man. Could be, could be something. I don't know. But yeah, this this has made its presence known in Legacy. Yeah, yeah. He straight away was calling it good and we were like, oh, no. yeah. I'm always very, very skeptical of new cards. And so I'm always like, yeah, it's so good. And then they come <laughs> along and say, ah, oh, damn it, I'm dumb. That's how you run a podcast. <laughs> You're always skeptical of new cards. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, actually, no, no, no. I, I, I want to re- um, remind people of episode 100. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nice. Cool. So, uh, you already mentioned, right, there's, there's Fable of the Mirror Breaker, and that's another big card. We, we saw the yeah. Goblins. Um, it's, I, I, I guess, Callum, you, you want to quickly explain what it does? Yeah, so I'm let's actually much go, on to, let's go on to the next deck, which is, like, other Goblins, and then we can talk about it there. So, so Eli was playing two Fable of the Mirror Breaker in his deck, and then we'll talk about the next deck and then talk about it in the, in the scope of both of them. Because I think they both, it does sim- like the same thing, obviously, but in like two different ways. So Dragon Stompy's been doing very well as well. So the top eight, Kellen Pastor, top eighted, and he has three unlicensed hearse in the main deck and four Fable of the Mirror Breaker. And also just like to cement it now, Fury is like a four of in this deck, and I think always will be. Um, we also had Doctor of Time in 17th and XJ Cloud in 30th place. Um, I know XJ has been tooting the horn of hearse and Fable of the Mirror Breaker as well. By the way, what what, what is it with... Death and Texas players always moving to to Dragon Stompy. Like <laughs> Phil has done it as well. Like so many decks. of them. Yeah, it's a curse. Like yeah. Marius Hausmann has done that. Like it's, it's I curse. don't know. There, there's some natural attraction there. Oh, Marius shouldn't move on from Painter. It's the best. But yeah, that that's her. What's on right now? I believe. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, we, um, we were talking about this card. Fable of the Mirror Breaker is a enchantment saga for two colorless and one red so three mana total and when ETBs you create a goblin shaman creature token with whenever this creature attacks you create a treasure token. 
The next chapter is you may discard up to two cards if you do draw that many cards. And the third chapter is you exile this saga and return it to the battlefield transformed under your control. And the backside, we don't have it in the show notes, so I'm going to try and hope it's right. But it is a um, basically a kiki-jiki, but you have to tap one mana and um, tap itself to copy something. And it doesn't have haste. So it's kind of like, yeah, don't get to like copy something straight away. But this is another card where it, like, it just it looks decent, but I didn't expect it to be like a card that's played in Legacy as much as it is. But again, after seeing it being played, it just plays really smoothly and well. So first of all, you create the 2-2, and then it, it will be transforming in another couple of turns. So it's like two threats in one. So the 2-2, like... Attacking, creating a treasure token is really legit for these kind of decks. Goblins uses as, as a pretty high curve. You have mana sinks in like matrons and stuff. There, there's like a Richardson port. You have Muxus to like ramp up to as well. It's a goblin, so it gets pumped by like Warchief and stuff. And Moonstompy as well can like have very mana hungry curves and you just have a lot of high powered things to play out. You can hard cast your furies. You have Shadow Skull smashings. And also importantly for both decks, it just gives them some selection. Like discarding two cards and then drawing two cards can be huge in these both of these decks like both of them hate flooding out both of them hate getting mana screwed like i know it's pointing out the obvious these decks don't have ponders or brainstorms or anything so this effect has been like lacking in it um i saw a lot of people wanting to try and play seasoned pyromancer in moonstompy because it also discards two then draws two but double red is so hard in this deck that's relying on yeah. city of traitors and ancient tombs so so i think the chapter two is actually maybe the biggest part of this card and then flipping into a a kiki jiki like copying furies or like goblin brown masters <laughs> oh my gosh no no, yeah. no no go away dude <laughs> copying fury i've seen it it's absolutely nasty it's as nasty as you think that's disgusting yeah like yeah. You, ki- you kill everything you kill you can kill a merc type with two furies probably <laughs> but um as, as you should yeah <laughs> you can even race a merc type with two furies like, yeah so the, the cards that we've seen cut to make room for all these like fireflux squad was a thing for a bit um, that was never really a card. I don't know. Like nobody can convince me that that was actually a good card. I think it was very good. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. No, no. I, I thought it was legit. <laughs> like with with the four Legion War Boss, four Goblin Rabbit Master, it was pretty legit. But um, yeah, but you also had to pay like wasn't it like four or five mana. I think it was five even. It's, no, it's four mana, three in a red, and it's a four three haste, and then you get to oh, poly, haste. polymorph okay, a token. Okay, yeah, true. It's, it is very good. Apparently, it's not good enough yeah. anymore. <laughs> no, we've got Hearse and Fable the Mirror Breaker. So yeah, Fable for me. It's the goblin that makes tre- treasure tokens and looting two cards that, and then threatening something else at the very end of it. It's just like three good effects that the deck wants. So, yeah, another great card. Right. It uh, might by be, the way, yeah, yeah that, I, I think this card is maybe a little embarrassing to play on turn one, I want to say. Like, and I think on turn one, you really want to, like, you know, play those uh, Blood Moons or Trinity Spheres or, uh, I don't know, Chalice of the Void, you know, like those kinds of cards. But, like, Fable um, seems like a like, like a nice follow-up, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, it's like a good, like a glue that holds the, um, the deck together. Uh, so you can, like, convert all those, like, useless Chromox maybe, like, later on or, like, uh, additional Chalice of the Voids, things like that. Um, it kind of, like, makes sure that you don't run out of gas. And I kind of like the, um, the, the Kikijiki side also with, in combination with, like, Rebel Masters, you know, things like that as well. It's absolutely i think that's exactly the the right way to put it like the glue that's holding it together it's the card in the middle like it's a great top deck later as well and you're just kind of happy to see it from turn two onwards basically yeah this 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 is almost like in a way it allows these decks to finally run faithless looting without actually feeling embarrassed for it <laughs> yes yeah yeah and chalice <laughs> at the same time yeah. by the way yeah. speaking of embarrassment um all the all the, the props to karen pastora here 
He has four different artworks for Chromox in his deck. I don't even know there there were four Chromox artworks. He like, posts he posts all his lists on Twitter like this, and a lot of decks are very mismatched and. Yeah, no, no like, comment. There's always like three different shells of the voice, dude. I I, I almost threw up. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that, that's that's how oh, you yeah. do it. Awesome. We've got yeah, a shout out like... to XJ Cloud who posted a um a picture which we should add in the show notes of he's built Moonstompy, but every single card is different art. It's not your usual like haha. I'm trying to be funny with different arts. It they're they're all the crazy promo printings and there's a Blood Moon that I hadn't even seen before and like it's it's something. It's oh, dude, the the secret layer one. Yeah, yeah, dude, that one is so sick. Oh my gosh, I'm here for it. Seriously, <laughs> I, I unfortunately it only exists in foil, I believe. Oh, but, okay. I, I, but I think the artwork just like, dude, it kicks kicks ass. It kicks yeah. ass. <laughs> so go go check out the show notes and see this monstrosity. The art's oh. cool, but it, it doesn't really like a magic card. Yeah, but make sure you know that don't stare directly at it. Just like from the corner of your eye and, and take a glimpse. That <laughs> really I think that's one. how yeah, yeah. what doctors recommend. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if doctors ever recommend looking at it, but you get the idea. <laughs> <laughs> cool. So these these are these are the most interesting lists I want to say. Uh, but there's a couple more lists, and we, we've picked out two more that we want to talk about today. Um, I think more quickly than on the previous ones. And one of them is twelfth place seven nine nine one Osir or Okir. Just rolls and, off the tongue. Yeah, exactly right. That's that's well, the, the parents <laughs> decided on the name. It's like oh yeah, it's so easy. It's like Elon Musk's. I don't even know if it's daughter or son. I don't know, child. And this one is Blue Red Dava, but they are doing exactly what Callum was talking about. Uh, that's adding Letter Shredder to, to Blue Red Dava, but we are also playing Merktide. So we are really just like cutting all the extra stuff. Like we, we cut a bunch of like Mishra's bobbles. We cut some um, like the chain lightning that people sometimes play. We cut down on one of the Merktides, and I guess that's already like three slots, right, to, to add the mm-hmm. Lusher Shredder to Blue Red Java. And they got, I think it's 12th place. Yeah, like pretty close to top eight. This is where I, Mishra's Bauble doesn't look like the cut to me. Like if you're playing yeah. four channelers and three Shredders, like you want the Baubles, I think. But I don't know what else you cut. Like the main deck pattern blast, I guess, but those are so good. I think you'd have to cut the delvers probably. Like that's the only thing I can see. I'll be back yeah. to that again. Oh my god. Uh, I, was, I, was like kinda, a- I was kinda like like saying the same thing, but like I think Vicious Bob is just like way too important with Drunk Red Channel and Milk Tide and Dagger Shredder. Yeah. Uh, this is like yeah, when yeah. you talk about a relationship and they're like, Oh, we are back to seeing other people again. Dude, this is not working. <laughs> but like oh, sh- honey, shouldn't we like cut the delvers again? There's this this new, new ledger shredder living around, you know, the <laughs> okay, door and th- but if, if, if we're saying that we want to play Leisure Shredder in this deck, Delver is just the worst card in the rest of the deck. You have DRC, you have Murktide, Iteration, Pondo, Brainstorm, Days, Force Will, Lightning Bolt, Pyroblast. Delver is just... It's it's not like the... It's it's not the thing where you're like, I'm cutting Delver because I'm a control deck. It's cutting Delver because it's actually the worst card in the deck. But I would prefer to play more one-drops than four Dragon Range channels, so I would keep the Delvers. Oh, you 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 saying you play, would play like all the one drops as opposed to like four Lasher Shredder? Yeah, I think I think oh, eight one drops okay. is a, is the really good place for Delver. Yeah. If I was playing yeah. Delver, I would just play four Delver, four DLC, four Merktide, and yeah, one I was, Borrower. I was a little surprised about the uh, the nineteenth, like you know, nineteen land count. It's a little high. I will not say. Like I, I don't know if you can. The nineteenth is the Mystic Sanctuary. Makes some sense oh, there. Oh, okay. I guess that makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
Uh, usually they do the 18 and but the mystic sanctuary like i've always been critical of the card but ever since i've started playing blue red diver that's the deck where i felt like i got the most value out of it of any yeah. mystic sanctuary deck ever just because you get like ex additional uses of expressive duration and like even in the mid game you will sometimes like daze for a minus one card advantage but like a little bit of tempo mm -hmm. and that daze is going to give you back the mystic yeah. sanctuary and then it's worth yeah. it again you do need yeah. to build around it but like when you have stuff like price of progress or meltdown in your deck it's pretty it's pretty heavy hitting Oh my god, oh, yeah. I just figured out mm -hmm. I just figured out who Osir is. Osir is actually the half brother of Marcus Ewald because there's one mission breathing in the <laughs> I, was just, I, I was just gonna say talk about this card. Like yeah. I, I think this deck I I don't know what the sideboarding plans are, but this deck might want to transform into like a more like a control deck maybe a post sideboard like mission breathing is damn have you i i don't think we have all like seen this card in like ages uh it's it's, it's and it's so good with letter shredder because it literally casts a second spell after that right mm. <laughs> <laughs> i've only ever seen it in yeah high tide or mill for like archive traps yeah this is sort of like a real like evolved <laughs> deck totally yeah. totally yeah I was just wondering whether like there's supposed to be a Snapcaster Mage and I, I'm aware that I'm like at this point advocating for Snapcaster Mage in a sideboard, which is like, it, it's so bad. I almost want to print it on a t-shirt because I hate the, the kind of deck building that leads to Snapcaster Mage in a sideboard. But well, anyway. You, well, you see, Julian, maybe you don't understand it properly, but you play good instances and sorceries. I know, I know. Right. That's that's a, that's a big upside, right? You have to have, you have Merktide, whatever you're... Uh, anyway. But yeah, uh, I, I, honestly, I'm not sure whether we will continue to see Ledger Shredder and Legacy uh, unless something changes, but card is certainly like it's not un unplayable oh, that's, yeah. that's the best way i can put it these are our quotes for the 200th episode where we're like trying to embarrass ourselves <laughs> <laughs> but um legendary is destroying legacy I, I think it's good but i don't think we'll see a ton of it in the future but it is it is decent awesome awesome <laughs> and you know among all the madness that's going on in, in the showcase challenge now we have like javi dominguez to lie and makuto 86 and they're like driving around in their yorian aspart cephalid breakfast <laughs> Hell yes. Hell this is yes. my yes. world yes. champion. I love it. I love Javier. He's just... Because he, he, as far as I know, he made breakfast back in the day. He did. He did. Like, who cares about world championships when you can make Cephalop breakfast? Exactly. And he's he just loves it. Like, that's his whole thing. And God damn, he, he loves it and plays it well. I, I, you know, I just can't get that image out of my head where, like, there's, there's like, slivers and goblins and all the bullshit going on. And there's Javier, like, in a car, and like, he, he keeps honking and having a good time, just the way he is, right? And he's just doing that thing. He's like, oh, yeah, Yorian, sure, I got that as well. <laughs> like, Marius, Marius yeah. lost that when I sent him the list. Like, he couldn't believe that this deck is playing Yorian. <laughs> yeah, have you, have you, like, ever had a Legacy Showcase challenge with, like, this many Ether Vials in the top eight? I don't think so. It's, like, mm. more Ether Vials in the top eight than Force Wills. That's crazy. That's absolutely like. Also, That's true, true. Right? That's like, yeah, dude, Aether Vile for life. <laughs> Holy moly. Actually, I'm not even sure if it's true, but it's, it's, it could be pretty close. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, yeah. This, uh, I guess we can very quickly explain what the Cephalid Breakfast combo does yeah, because definitely. that card, that didn't really exist for a long time. And then I think almost Kavi single handedly brought it back, right? He, he's been trying to make it a thing in Legacy uh, again for a year or something. So the. Right. The idea is that you get Cephalid Illusionist, and that's just like a random creature. It has ability that doesn't really matter. It's like a maze of ability. But whenever it becomes the target of a spell or ability, you mill yourself for three. And then, you know, you have Nomads and Core, which redirect damage from them from another creature to themselves. I don't even remember, but the, the, the activated ability costs zero. So you can activate it any number of times, target your Cephalid Illusionist any number of times, and mill your entire deck. You also have Shuko, which is um, 
an equipment that also equips for zero so you can also like equip on the on the illusionist to to Malia's life and from there actually let me look this up this way okay yeah it's so much easier these days because in the past we used necromoba and stuff but now we literally only have dread return and thus as oracle in the graveyard and okay we still have necromobas okay that, yeah. that's fair if we don't have enough creatures we can still like trigger those but we a lot of times you don't even need to do that but yeah that that's a thing and then this explain like strixes stoneforge mystics and like recruit of the guards so yeah. you often have like a bunch of idiots on board is that, is that what they're called <laughs> well a random yes. one ones and one twos <laughs> yes i think so yeah yeah what, what's just cool just left the deck so what's cool about the combo is um there's one cabal therapy in there so you'll you'll mirror your whole deck and have access to that and so you cast the Cabal Therapy. If people are relying on Endurance like heavily as their Graveyard Hate, this deck very cleanly beats it by you cast the Cabal Therapy. Well, I wouldn't say very cleanly. I think so. You cast nah. the Cabal... Okay, go, go, go on, go on, go on. Yeah, you cast the Cabal <laughs> Therapy, you name Endurance. If the Endurance you're in response, then you just mill your whole deck again. How do you mill your whole deck like so, Endurance? So, so, oh, because it's on the bottom of the library. I'm so yes. stupid. I, yeah, I yeah. should be a creature in this deck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah nice yeah. good save good save oh I, yeah i was like okay come on come on kind of yeah, keep yeah. going keep going like, and then everything is next time no oh, to the bottom of the deck you just do it again yeah you know, exactly I, I might actually oh my god i might have actually lost a game against this because i, I didn't even think about that dun, dun, dun. so oh, yeah so smart it's this so is cool, also so it? many clicks on magic online damn <laughs> yeah like, this is like an 80 card deck yeah <laughs> this is absolutely worth it right yeah so that one little cabal therapy like again people really are relying on endurance so yeah it's nice um i love that it, like yeah just like so yorin is just this like pretty good backup plan for any deck that has aether val in the deck and so it also plays four baleful strix it has three recruit of the guard there's like a skyclave apparition a solitude stoneforge mystics um interestingly he's just playing a battle skull and no culture complete there's not even one on the sideboard so he's just saying i am He's using the Stoneforges to, I think, prolong the game to get into positions where he can combo rather than saying, I'm going to beat you with Stoneforge Mystic. Sometimes mm -hmm. Battleskull probably goes that way. Like, I've definitely seen things where Battleskull goes on Nark Amoebas and you just play this crazy, <laughs> scrappy game and stuff. But, yeah. Oh, man. It's, it's, yeah, a little surprising to, uh, to also, like, not seeing uh, um, Umisawa's GT because, like, this deck has so many, like, mediocre small creatures that could, like, hold a GT very nicely. But, mm -hmm. um, yeah. Yeah, the age of GT is over. Yeah, but <laughs> the, um, but a lot of creatures um, do have ETB effects, and um, I kind of like the uh, the singleton like Otavara uh, Soaring yeah. City in in the in the main board. Um, you know, kind of goes like very nicely with them. Recruit of the gods and like beautiful Strix and Stoneforge Mystics and so and so on. It's so fourth. That's, that's on really cool. Unearth on there as well. Oh my! Oh, gosh, that's, that's even like a random kill that you can put with Th uh, Thassa's Oracle, right? Yeah. So I was looking. I was. I thought with with a um, unearth in there. I thought there would be a spell seeker. Because you can go really deep and get Spellseeker for Recruiter and Spellseeker for either the Cabal Therapy or the one Prismatic Ending or the Unearth. But um, I think from what I can see, Unearth is just like a generically pretty good card to have. Um, yeah, if you're, if you're uh, discarding so anyway, a bunch of yeah. things. I'm just like trying to come up with a way, but you, you also can't like flash it back on anyway. So it's I guess it's just like value. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's pretty cool with Glass Pool Mimic, like glass will mimic you can play like as a land or it's a clone it comes in as something if your if your land gets wastelanded you unearth it wait wait but you, you can literally unearth a land back when when you talk glass pool mimic no, that's no. actually insane glass pool mimic is one of those double-sided cards yeah, I, know, I know i know yeah, yeah. That, that's what i was going for so. but you don't get the land sadly but wait, you you don't get the land side of it no no it's a creature on the front so if you unearth it you'd get the clone oh 
okay, now, now I gotcha, now I gotcha. <laughs> oh my god, I should stream this. Like, people would have so much fun because I'd be missing <laughs> everything. Would. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh man, this is yeah. cool. Awesome. This is so really cool. Both, both um, Javier and uh, Makato H6, like, they were playing both Yorian and they both did really well. I think I saw someone say they went like a combined 20 something and four. Maybe I'm overdoing it. Maybe it's like 18. Actually, let me check that. You guys keep going. Yeah. That's but, really um, good. Yeah. This is the first time I've seen Yorian as well. Oh my God. There's a soul herder in the sideboard as well. Yeah. Like the, the deck kind of like looks like um, as if it could like uh, transform into an Esper. Um, how is it called? Like Esper Vile deck. Esper Vile, of, exactly. Of some, yeah. sort, of some sort, right? Like if, if you um, get rid of the, a couple of combo pieces here and there, mm-hmm. uh, you, you can pretty much tune this deck to be like a efficient, like Esper mid-range kind of deck with, uh, with Yorin, just like a bunch of ATB triggers and, you know, like Battle Skull taking over. But again, I'm, again, like I'm kind of missing the, uh, the Umus Javas GT here, but, you know, again, I didn't f- do it. I didn't finish second. Uh, yeah, I, yeah. No, sixth, You're not the world champion. Sixth, no, I know. I, I do it. <laughs> I, I literally are nobody. So second uh. <laughs> is pretty cool it plays a bunch of duels too like it plays the full set of tundra underground scene a single scropland so uh, if you want to build the second paper it might be a little costly but otherwise um you know it's a, overall a pretty cool deck i do like decks um that have like multiple uh, game plans to it you know like a, like a combo finish a mid-range um, value plan also like aggressive plan with like maybe like a somewhat fast battle skull maybe backed up with like counter magic and removal you know this i can do like a bunch of stuff and i i really appreciate this kind of decks and Again, I'm looking at this, uh, what's the vehicle again? The un- Unlicensed Hearse, and mm-hmm. that card could also be pretty, pretty decent in this deck, but again, maybe yeah, there actually, are no slots left. An Unlicensed Hearse in play, um, this deck would have to Skyclave Apparition it, or Prismatic Ending it, otherwise like it'll buy a lot of time. That's not like uh, Endurance. What I also just did notice is they uh, very commonly played four Cavernous Souls, and there's none in this list, so... Ooh. Maybe that's like a 60-80. 80 is the grindy one. 60 is the more combo-focused one. But Oh, yeah, that could be the case, yeah. By the way, I'm I, I'm just back. I looked it up. So Suffer at Breakfast when I combined th- uh, 13 and 4 on the weekend. Oh, not not 26 then. Just uh, half. It, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's still, it's, it's still, still like the highest win percentage of the entire weekend. But I mean, yeah, it's, it's just like two players, but still. Sick. Absolutely sick. I'm just looking up like the worst card. Like it's funny to look at the numbers when they don't really mean anything because it's just like <laughs> sample size is like literally one, and then there's like one person who went like oh eight. That was like, me. Okay, Sorry, I, guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, you, you have yeah. To, all the secret names, right? <laughs> that's another thing that's going on. Like people making secret accounts. It, it happens every now and then. It's funny. Right. <laughs> but I can, I think like overall, this this showcase challenge might have been. Um, just like a roller coaster of like uh, pairings, like overall, right? Like, like maybe uh, this Esper, um, you know, um, deck played against uh, like the Goblins opponent before, or played against, or lost maybe against uh, Slivers or what have you. You know, like there might have been like a lot of like weird matchups you usually don't see in Legacy all that often. Mm-hmm. And I think overall, that, that's like a really exciting thing to me, at least. Um, you know, like seeing like all sorts of like different cards like kind of like bashing together, and you know. Yeah, I'm, I'm going down the the bottom things now. There's like there's lands, there's like bug um band control or four color control. There's a bunch of wandering emperors as well, which is kind of cool. Um, that's another that's... card, right? When we previewed it, I thought maybe you know a flash planeswalker that immediately activates. There must be a place for it in legacy. Yeah, now, and... I'm kind of happy that it sees play because it's it's kind of like a cool card, but also not crazy overpowered. Yeah, it's it's fine. It's it's just good because it's not blue and it like pumps out tokens and stuff. It's cool. 
I'm oh, that's basically like the like when we talked about that that's oh, what's it called sovereign um the the enchantment that we talked about like a year ago where i was like you know what this could be a thing for four mana that has landfall and make two two creatures oh yeah yeah and is it <laughs> somebody must remember it uh, i'm actually gonna look up i know i know what you mean uh um okay i've lost it <laughs> i can't remember you know what's crazy about this challenge as well i've never seen this before they always used to post the top 16s for showcase challenges but they've done top 32 for this time that's oh cool. nice yeah. yeah real nice real nice that's always like you know when you finish like 17th or so you feel really bad about <laughs> yourself because like, yeah. you might have a, a decent a decent record right like, like x2 yeah, yeah. or x3 maybe and uh it's always the 17th player and sometimes even like the ninth player you know like sometimes you know if the only topic gets posted it's like it feels so it's ugh, just like so, so much so, so better information right right and that's also like what, what we really appreciate like a lot of the information that we're talking about on the podcast um that's coming from Royal XP's uh, Joe Dyer's group of of everybody like running the legacy data collection project Dude, and those guys kick freaking ass. ass yeah yeah by the way the the enchantment's called Felida Retreat that's, that's the one cool. yeah that then like that that plane is just like a much better version of that yeah cool so guys um I, I hope the madness is gonna continue because this is this is the exactly the kind of legacy I wanna see, right? Where people just like brew and, and top some some big tournament with it and then come out ahead and everybody has like a good time about it. I, I just ah I wanna be a slivers boy now. Yep. I wanna go back to my say, slivers days. You're all gonna see some slivers and goblins in the leagues now. <laughs> <laughs> Kai, what are what are you actually playing in legacy when you when you get to play outside so, of like Berlin? So, yeah, so I'm uh, I'm gonna go to the first um, Berlin uh, Legacy tournament tomorrow. I'm gonna sleep up something. It's probably gonna start with four underground seasons, brainstorm some ponders, and maybe even some doomsday. That's our guy. <laughs> That's your boy. <laughs> Just oh, doing his man. thing. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I don't know. Let's see what happens. But I'm also like pretty excited about other formats as well. Like, you know, Commander, Standard, Modern, Vintage, uh, just like really anything because like Magic overall is like a super fun game to play. And yeah, yeah, awesome. So. Yeah, you got to tell us about how, how your tournament went then. We've okay. got our monthly on Sunday. So I was like dead set on playing um, Bug Dwarves. And I've ordered like <laughs> half the deck. I think I'm going to still go for it. But now I've fallen in love with this Asmo deck idea. So I don't know. I really I really don't know. I've got like Asmos and loads of stupid artifacts sitting on my desk everywhere. Like So many crazy ideas and not enough tournaments. To yeah, the yeah. yeah. So yeah. That, that's the best way like it's always bad when it's the other way around i think i'm gonna i think i'm gonna do um dwarf bugs because i don't have half the cards and i can proxy it our monthlies <laughs> but not our weeklies there so cool. makes sense guys i'm really excited to hear <laughs> i'm gonna come back your, like, your boy went one six <laughs> your, oh, i, I want to hear our boy breaking the meta game yeah yeah, oh God, we would see. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. So everybody, if you want to support the madness that's going on here and and like support our format breaking habits, you can support us by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts. It really helps us help <clears throat> really helps us out a lot. Uh, just like spread the word, let people know about this this crazy little podcast that's going on here. Or if you want, you can support us on patreon.com slash everydayeternal. Join the podcast uh, Discord. No, not the podcast immediately. <laughs> that's, that's the highest secret here that, that Kai somehow found. No. And yeah, that, that, that's another way to keep the lights on here. And with that, I want to give shout outs to everybody. Eternal Witness here, Tommy Hanks, Testacular, Sebastian Holaga, Guillaume, Hannah Valve, Colin Garassi, Severin Schwarzuber. And Grizzlebrand here, Victor Benatzt, Bajubat, Scott Monroe, Jeremy Gates, Henrik Korkutz, Tom Hepp, and Paragon Games in St. Louis. 
If you want to find us, we are at EternalMTG on Twitter and Instagram. You can find me on at itsjudian23 on Twitter and itsjudian on Twitch. Kai, where can people find you? Uh, I'm Salatarix on most social media platforms like Twitch, uh, Twitter, Instagram, and so on and so forth. LinkedIn. And, so, and my homepage, salatarix.com. Dot com. Dot com. That's, <laughs> dude, that's perfect. Callum, where can people find you other than at your local tomorrow? Uh, yeah, at, at Callum Smith, MTG on Twitter is the best place. Awesome. So with that, that's going to be it from us today. And um, seriously, guys, I'm excited to hear how your tournaments went next time. So many dwarfs and bugs. <laughs> awesome. See you, everybody. Bye-bye. See you, everyone. Bye.